0: Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcasts with Chris and Aaron. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 120 of the Camping Crew Podcast. I'm Aaron Burchell And I'm Chris Byrne. As always, it's meant to be a fun podcast. We're just enthusiasts on what we discuss on the podcast or just our own personal views. Although we do look into some of the items you ask us to. Yeah, and if you'd like to
1: support the podcast and if you can afford to, you can buy us a coffee at Ko fi.com forward slash the camping crew I want to say a big thank you to Simon and we've had an anonymous donator as well this week so big thank you to you, you know who you are
0: So we always kick off with a bit of news and it's a bit of a mixed bag because I don't know if you're aware I was on News Talk during uh, last week and then on Ocean FM one of the Northern County Sound uh, radio stations on Monday talking about lack of camping facilities in Ireland for motorhomes Did you get to hear any of them?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, both really good interviews. I had tweeted out the News Talk one. I'll have to. i dig out the link for the Ocean FM and I'll tweet that out as well. I know you tweeted it from your own um, uh, links as well. So if anybody wants to listen back to those, we will uh, make them available on Twitter. And you don't have to be a, a member of Twitter. You can just do a, a Google search for it and click on the links and listen back to those. Well worth the listen. Very interesting chats.
0: Yeah, I, I wasn't the only one there. There was a couple of people kind of, venting their views about the lack of facilities. Now on that, it's not all bad news because we have commented that some county councils are doing bits for us and we have read out stories to you guys on podcasts. But I'm part of a group, a Facebook group called Campaign for Motorhome Facilities. And Pat Doyle was on and his heading was not all councils are against us. And Pat went on to say that yesterday he sent off two documents, one about the lack of air facilities and services and one about service point construction to the uh, politician, Michael Healy Ray. He spoke on the phone this morning to Michael Healy Ray, who has passed the documents on to his son, Jackie. Now, you might be saying typical, just passed a book, but no, Jackie emailed Pat within an hour stating that he has raised the issues at an area meeting of the council and he plans on tabling a motion at a full meeting of Kerry County Council in September. He also noted that the documents that Pat supplied will be very beneficial in making the case to Kerry County Council to develop and improve facilities throughout the county for motorhomes. So that's a positive slant on the story so far. Absolutely. And Kerry
1: is, is from a, a tourist area is probably one of the most popular areas of Ireland as well. So certainly the more spaces there um, it would be a big advantage to, to Kerry like this. Such a, a rugged coastline and such a varied coastline from all ends of, of Kerry, in, including then in and around the, the Reeks and, and the other mountain areas as well.
0: So hugely popular area. So more spaces there would be very welcome. So we'll keep you updated. But if you want to follow it and you're on Facebook, the group is Campaign for Motorhome Facilities in Ireland. Right, let's move on to listeners' messages and shout-outs. What have we got? Yeah, have got an interesting message
1: from Dara about aircon and motorhomes. We kind of mentioned it there a few weeks back. So he says, hi, guys, with the weather that's in it, Maybe next week you could discuss air con in vans. We put down a hot one last weekend in ours and the seven-month-old and the two dogs were under pressure. I think I remember Aaron talking in an earlier podcast that he had one fitted to a previous van. Um, maybe you'll discuss the pros and cons and the recommendations for local installers. Strongly thinking of looking into it myself as we don't even have air conditioning in the cab while driving. Love the podcast podcast. Thanks, Dara. Uh, Dara sent us that message on Instagram as well. So we check out him. He does good bit of posting. But um, yeah, uh, God, it was a hot two weeks there. And I can imagine anybody out camping away now
0: in in that sun beating down uh, might have suffered a bit. And it was even worse. There was no breeze. Even with all the windows open, you couldn't generate a breeze. We had an air conditioning unit in what I call our honeymoon motorhome. It was the first one, uh, Hymer, that myself and Deirdre had together as a married couple. And it was fantastic, 100 percent. Highly recommend it. Back then in 2012, it cost me 1200 euro second hand. But when I say second hand, it literally hadn't got two hours use. Now it only worked on mains connection. So when we were on site, we left it switched on. We went off and when we would go back, we never heard Charlie. We didn't have children, but we did benefit from having it. However, I did a bit of research. Look, anybody who supplies motorhomes will fit them. So there's no real local fitter. So just do your homework. But I did a bit of homework and I got on to my buddy Pat Horan where I bought my motorhomes and the aircon. and he only got back to me this morning with a revised pricing from yesterday because he got a price list. You know, our skylights are 400 by 400. So these fit in the standard skylight. So there's no cutting, there's no drilling. They take out your skylight. They put in this Dometic or whatever make into the skylight hole. You will get no change out of 2,000 500 euro or very little change. Now, as I say, 2012, I paid 1200 quid, but a good one, which will possibly only work on mains and it's not water cooled, two and a half grand. So, I suppose at that price, you have to ask yourself, do you
1: really need air conditioning? If you're going to Europe, them, uh, you do, Chris. Yeah, I
0: would suggest, sorry, yeah. yeah. But if you're That's only staying home in Ireland, even if you use your van for what? The two weeks that we had, we might get two more. It's a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah, and I was doing some research. I kind
1: of came up with a questions, uh, a, a, a couple of tips and that, you know, the first one Aaron, I want
0: to ask you is, will you need to be plugged in to run your aircon? You can get low voltage, 12 voltage ones, but they're not great. They're more coolers. So I would say, yes, for Aircon to work, it's 220 volts. OK, and I suppose I've looked at some
1: tips that other people gave online and one of them suggested if you're going for Aircon, get a decent brand name. Don't be tempted by the, the cheaper water cooler devices, for example.
0: Unless it's a counter-mounted one that you just want, you, you know, just for using at home. But if you're getting one fitted go with the Dometic or an equivalent brand name, but you will pay for it. And I read online that they're really good if People suffer from allergies.
1: Most of them come with allergy
0: filters on them as well, yeah. don't they?
1: Yeah, some of them. Dometic yeah, will sell you ones without region.
0: or they'll sell you ones and you can actually just open the grill and slip in filters. Like with your cooker hood, it's that type of filter, yeah. yeah.
1: No, I added a note here to get it professionally filtered, uh, fitted even. Is yeah. that something you'd need to do or could anybody fit them?
0: Look, anyone can fit them because basically I watched the guys fitting mine. And once you take out your skylight, clean it off, put down the right Gary's glue substance, put in your Dometic, clearer it's wiring it it's getting the cable invisible yes, through it. the wood i watched the guys with the right drill drill a hole and there's no cable if you and i were doing it we'll have a little piece of plastic trunk and we'll have the cable going into the wardrobe get it professionally fit it plus you've got some back to come back if it leaks I, i've seen on some of the
1: we, we were over the nec there um before a lockdown and i saw some like tabletop
0: devices are they any good you were going to get one for the office but then the 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 jigs and you didn't they're fine for keeping your van cool i don't think they're air con they are called air conditioning units and they do work like air conditioning units personally my opinion no i wouldn't bother one i would rather just have a fan wafting the the air that's in the van just to have a bit of a breeze
1: yeah and lastly just are they heavy? Would they add much weight? Like most people's camper vans, I would say, our motorhomes
0: are probably nearing the max weight already. If not, There's over. a bit of weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to say what it is in kilos, but, you know, you'd be struggling to pass it up to me to fit onto the roof. Yeah, there's a bit of weight in them. I don't know if it's enough weight to worry you. Are, are we worried you know we've had this weight something to consider i suppose just yeah keep in mind that every it's, little bit it's, it's not too heavy way. don't worry about it the, the weight on your roof it's not that heavy you know the roofs are divided are designed for units like this for afterthoughts but yeah yes it, w- it would make a little difference on but not a lot so we're saying their advice probably
1: to um to dara would be to go and visit a, a local motor home specialist. Yeah. Like you mentioned Pat Horn, and yeah, depending Point on where you're based, there's probably yeah. somebody close yeah. and check out and see if them, you don't want to be traveling I suppose the length and breadth of the country, unless you're going there on holidays, that probably takes a couple of days to leave a van with
0: them to, to get that done and all of that. So look and, um, and go with the brands. There are good brands out there, not just to Yeah. I know Otwell are out there, Truma, there's loads of brands. So do your homework. But as I say, Two, two and a half grand.
1: Yeah, and I just want to give a shout out. They actually have a, a Dara and his family have another um, Instagram account as well, which is uh, a lot of people be very interested. It's called Van Life with the Wife.
0: Uh, yeah, you might have seen them. that as well. So yeah. check that
1: out as well. Definitely worth a, a follow as very interesting content. And they've lots of sites already so far. So um, uh, well, well worth checking out. So yeah. uh, we'll move to the campsites of stopovers.
0: Yes, if you remember, uh, Charlie and me visited Corcreg Mill just before the lockdown, which is up in Donegal when we decided to go up north. And Ruth and Con, good friends of ours and indeed regular podcasters and YouTube uh, viewers, got in touch with a voicemail and said, hey guys, we went to Corcreg Mill, so will I just roll the interview and here's what Con had to say about Corcreg and it, Mill. yeah. Here's a little bit of feedback to the recent recommendation
2: made by you and the camping crew on Craig and Mill, uh, Dunfanahehy, County Donegal. My wife and I recently travelled up there and we stayed for a number of nights at the site. The site itself is three to four kilometres outside of Dunfanaghy, the town of Dunfanaghy. So you definitely would need a bike I think or some other mode of travel really to get in and out of Dunfanaghy itself. So that's where you might really appreciate the hills of Donegal because it is certainly up and down. Um, All good for you, of course. Now, you can walk it, you know, um, but it is a bit of a trip. So just bear that in mind if you, you you know, in terms of access to it. Um, It was interesting that there is a local strand um, there... But I think they're having some issues with the with access to the beach directly from the site. So you would need to go back into Dunfanaghy and then out onto the strand itself. Now Dunfanaghy Strand is amazing. It's and that's why it's highly regarded and regularly becomes is is mentioned as one of the most um, famous beaches in Ireland. Really, so it's definitely worth visit worth to visit. Now in relation to the site itself, Sean um, was our contact there and very professional from reception to all our dealings with them they were very approachable and very accommodating in all manner the site is gravel based so and flash you know we had no issues there so we stayed um on one of, on one of those sites toilets were close by some them sometimes you have to go looking for where the toilets are so maybe signage could be improved a little bit there um but like they were they were fine. Now it is multifunctional. It does accommodate, uh, B and B's. It has pods. It has it has tents. Um, so it has lots of different functions, and I I mean that's really good in terms of being a business. It has to accommodate various different groupings, and it does so really well. So that's fine and self contained. So there's a bar there, and it does provide entertainment so you could really just stay there too you know and do your walks locally and that so that would all be very good Uh, we had electricity and water right beside us so that was very easily accessible and worked really well for us that's fine as i said again ours was a 6.5 meter van anything larger i think might have issues on in terms of turning and access within the site I think it's tight for anything bigger than that it definitely is more than accommodating for 6.5 and smaller vans I think you know the larger vans would certainly have issues I think on that site Um, nearby as I said we went into Dunfanaghy. we also went to the Friary um, which is a bit of a drive away from there but um, as in like 10-15 minutes that's not a long drive now but you know you certainly wouldn't walk to it I think from, from the site. So, but look, well worth the trip as well. Long way in from the main road, so continue on in. Don't worry, you're not in the wrong place. So all of that was really good and and thanks to the camping crew for recommending it.
0: Okay. So as I said, thanks for that, Con. Brilliant. We have a video up there on Charlie Amir camping vlog, but uh, Con and Ruth seem to be very happy with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And anybody else want to leave us a a review or send us an audio review as well, you can. You can just record it on your smartphone and email it to us. Yep, we'll give you the contact details
0: at the end of the show. So, you know, we have our sister website, campsitereview.com. And I just wanted to give you another quick campsite review because Bill and Carol are new members of the forum. It's free and always will be. And they've left us a few reviews. So I'm just going to give you this one of a place I haven't been to. And it's, is it pronounced Galley Bay? I think it's, is it Galley or Gailey? I think it's Galley Bay. I'd say Galley, I'd go Galley. I think it's yeah. Galley Bay on the shores of Loch Rea, And they go on to say, it's just a short run. We spent two midweek nights here in June and loved every minute of it. The campsite is at the end of the road right on the shores of Loch Rea and during our stay, at least, was the very definition of peace and solitude. There are basic amenities, toilet, showers, kitchen, laundry. But the attraction for us was the peace and quiet, well worth a visit, and we will be going back. So that's one I haven't been to, and I've been on a few sites in Lockery, and Bill and Carol left that on CapsiteReview.com. You can join it for free, leave your reviews, or just join it and read the reviews. But thank you, Bill and Carol, and we will have another one from you guys very soon in the near future podcasts. Great, and Aaron, what's happening uh, this week on Charlie me? Ah, Chris, 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 I messed up. I know you're going to say what's new there, so I'll say it for you. This morning, on a Wednesday, I decided, let's give them two for the price of one. I uploaded two videos. One was two minutes, and I love it. I don't know if you saw it, but it was meeting Gary of Gary's Glue. There is actually a Gary in Gary's Glue. As you know, they sponsored the Bebop build, the van build, and I've never met him, spoken to him, and I worked it out about 30 times. I never met the guy until last week. I was up in Dublin, brought him up the Bebok because they'd never seen it in life. So I put that video up this morning, followed by Wednesday's gonna be updating you on the B box situation. I was fixing another leak in the back of the van. Seemingly I put that video up three weeks ago on a Wednesday. And it wasn't a slightly different video. No, nope. you didn't. Show the, okay, yeah. I watched both. <laughs> <laughs> it was brought to my attention this morning. So apologies. But you know what? It's worth looking at again if you're, you know, if you want to fix a leak in the back of your ambulance. Um, So we must remind listeners that we are getting on. We're not young fellas anymore. (laughs) And I'm older than you, so I can really (laughs) afford to use that excuse. But yeah, two videos. Now, this Friday's video, Friday will always be campsite reviews. The Wednesdays won't be every Wednesday, but Friday will always be campsite review. And it's Banno Bay motorhome parking airs in Wexford. Really, really, I'm not going to say anything about this place. There is a review on campsitereview.com, but watch the video this Friday, youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me camping vlog. Bano Bay, it's a working farm. Watch the video this Friday morning.
1: I love that area, Wexford House. So I'm really looking forward to, to that. Um we, um, we we spoke a few weeks back, Aaron, remember, about kind of tent camping, mm-hmm. and we put a shout out to the listeners if anybody'd like to come on in, and talk to us, uh, about their experience with tent camping and how they get on so uh, I actually sat down with uh, Peter Cody yesterday evening and we had a great little chat about family tent camping less of an interview more of a a kind of like a a, an online campsite chat chat. Yeah, yeah 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 about family camping and interesting little um little chat and some good tips and advice from Peter as well so do you want to roll that there Aaron? So a few weeks ago, we asked um, people about tent camping. and uh, One of our uh, regular listeners, Peter, got in touch with us. Um, ha- and he said he'd be happy to have a chat with us. So introduce, introduce everyone to Peter. Peter, you might tell us a little bit about yourself, what you want to disclose. And um, maybe you might tell us, you know, what got you interested in, in camping. Uh,
3: so I'm Peter. I'm living up here in Mead. Unfortunately, not a great county for, uh, for campsites. I believe we've got one up at... Um That's about past Kells up near Neolithic Tomb. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, not a great camping county, unfortunately, even though with all we've got. um. But I got into camping years ago. My parents would have had a tent. I think the one time we tried to go camping whether went down towards Banna Strand or Ballyhig and Kerry and absolute terrible weather. My father tried to set the tent up. We would have been, I think it was maybe 10 or a bit younger, tried to set the tent up. We ended up sleeping, I think, in a caravan on that campsite uh, the weather wasn't, wasn't suitable. So that kind of, as a family, we never really got camping, but my parents always had a tent. So during the summer we'd be out in the backyard and we'd pitch that tent and we'd stay out there with our friends. I don't ever think we actually uh, really completed too many full nights out there. But um, so then jump forward what pretty much 25 years and it was 2019. And at the time, my son Thomas was four, my daughter was one and a half. And we got the tent out of my parents. were living there at the time when we built this house and got the tents out of my parents' attic, set it up in the backyard, and said we'd try it with the kids and see how we got on. So we did that a few times out in the backyard, and I think only once or twice. And um, so then my parents were going to Glen Bay every year because they rent a house down there. And my mother said, Oh, do you want to camp? And I took my sister's foreman. Uh, she had a four-man tent from festivals, and a pretty good tent, but a little bit cramped for four of us in it. But we gave it a whirl, but uh, I think it was out one night, two o'clock in the morning, pitching down pegs. But we were maybe 200 metres off the beach there in Ross Bay, and the wind was lifting us out the times. But uh, we, we tried it anyway. And then after that, we said we'd we booked in for Westport. We went to Westport then. Um, and try that for a few nights. That's a, a good campsite up there. But but from learning like with, with two young kids there and you're trying to get a night's sleep, it was right. Well, I'm not going to as much as I'd love to go to Ackle. Uh if you catch the wind, I'm sure, wrong up in Ackle on, on Keene <laughs> Keen Beach or, or uh the Seal Caves, I'm sure it's going to it's going to be, you know, a a loud night for you. So that's one thing I'd always look at for a campsite is where is it, you know. Ross's Point we were up there last year around there we didn't camp but we did have a look at it and um, Strand Hill and they're very open so they're exposed
1: aren't they yeah
3: they're very exposed so then it's like right well I'm not picking that kind of a campsite you know we're we're looking for campsites for stuff with stuff for the kids as well somewhere Um, inland is usually uh, uh, yeah somewhere inland so like Westport House has great facilities there The they camp or the tent pitches aren't the best because the ground does fall a bit there's a bit of a slope and, and you're always trying to find your your best pitch there but we were talking to people when we were in Westport and asking about their tents and looking what some people have and we kept it relatively basic and we're still you know fairly fairly fully loaded with, with equipment there and we end up getting a five-man tent off a couple. They were moving on, and they were leaving their tent there. They've got a good few years of it. So we said we'd, we'd take that off. Them. They gave it to us. wouldn't take a penny. Gave us a little gazebo as well. We said we'd give that one a whirl. But that was one of the um, – oh, I don't know what they are. They're the ones with the, the bedrooms. The two bedrooms are side by side. And then there's your, your dining area. A living and goes, area, And your living area, and you go out the kind of the front. It's kind of – it's not a – it kind of is a tunnel, but it's – um. I don't know. There's –
1: and this one, yeah, we have the one you've described. Now we've got a Van Gogh version of that, um, and yeah. it's really good. It's got the two rooms. You can divide it into one big room or two bedrooms, and you have the living area. We've got a, a an overhang as well. Then for what they say, it's kind of for drying your boots and stuff and leaving your shoes outside. But yeah, out
3: of the elements. The, the good thing about camping is people are always curious, but they're they're always curious as what you have. But they're always open to share what they have with you, like to show you around and, oh, put your head in there and this is what I've got. And that's the great thing. So, from that, we were looking around um, when we went to Curry Chase for, for a tent. Uh, and Warren down there is great pitches, actually. He's, he's brilliant pitches, very well laid out. And the campsite I'd go back again, no problems because of the size of the pitches he has. But we got talking to two couples down there that had the Van Gogh Odyssey 800s um and then from from talking to them and talking to people at westport we knew the main thing was hydrostatic head that's the big thing um for the tent for you know, how much rain it can take so we ended up going we end up we did that camping trip with that couple's tent we ended up getting then going off and watching amazon around black friday for because amazon had partnered with van Gogh for this tent and I think we got it for about two hundred fifty euros, a four hundred or four thousand millimeter hydrostatic head, so it wasn't the five thousand millimeter, but still this is the big, Odyssey
1: you know. eight hundred, Peter, is it?
3: Odyssey eight hundred, yeah, and they honed up with Amazon for that, I believe. vango did, um, and yeah, Google
1: it here. It's lovely. It's got um, a middle section living area and bed, two bedrooms, then uh, at each
3: opposite end. So um, now they are an absolute massive tent, and it's about twenty kilos to lift when it's in the bag. But we got that. It was about, we got it, I think Santa brought that for the kids. Like we'd watched two couples put them up down in um, down in Courage Chase. But unfortunately with COVID, we had plans for trips, obviously last year. And then with the way things were working out, you know, um, campsites wanting people to be self-sufficient. We actually, I think we got to use the tent maybe one or two nights last year in my parents' back garden. Um, So it was a, it was uh, you know it's an unfortunate thing but it uh, it has to be done but we've got that that vango 800 xl now i look at people with the air tents i'd love to have one but my thing is always kind of try it out um, as i'm sure you know a lot of people are doing like we've we've picked up uh, that tent we got it was an Amazon deal, but that was, you know, that was a good entry. It's a good level tent. Yeah, start to work
1: thing. your way up to the fancy stuff, I think is the best yeah. advice, isn't it?
3: Yeah, start to work your way up. So, like, we we got that. Like, I've seen people that have TVs in the, on the campsites, and they've got their Chromecasts and TVs and blow-up couches and all. But, like, you're camping, you're not at home. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's a bit um but like we started with that and then my wife was in aldi one day and she saw we oh we tried the air mattress could not get in a good night's sleep in an air mattress because you could never get it pumped enough to to be you know to keep you up off the ground enough or something i always
1: found it very cold peter the, the air mattress oh
3: there's yeah there's that as well um there was but like i always whatever way it turn someone gets you know kind of uh, Bungied up or something jumped up a bit on the other side and then you're not it's very hard to stay even on it so she got four camp beds in Aldi one day I think they're on they're on a deal or something that, that you know the usual you could walk in you could see
1: yeah yeah we have them they're
3: great we started with that and then last year I went to Halfords did the deal and uh, I'm with AXA Insurance and I get 10% off on AXA I got 10% off and bought two little gas rings, you know, the camping gas, the tiny little, the tiny little rings. And we started out with that and then just keep an eye on little or done deal and adverts and um, buy stuff through there. You know, we bought the little camping table and four stools and then, you know, they're fine. And we were able to use them during COVID visiting people. Do you have a, like a trailer or a roof box to, for, for the gear? How do you? No, I have a
1: score to superb, so that's absolutely <laughs> that's the estate version is good, is it? Oh, is no, no, I just like it, the saloon, easy.
3: the saloon, you know, the uh, the saloon superb, but the boot on them is, is massive, but yeah, you fit everything in. Last year, last year I bought, it. I haven't even got to test it out. It's a, it goes on the tow hitch on the car, kind of like a tray. And you can actually, you can get two bikes onto it as well. And there's clamps and all for holding them. But this thing, I was looking at uh, these tow hitch carriers on Amazon and none of them, they're all more so suited for American hitches, which are, di- which are different style. Um, and then I saw this one on some site in America, or in England, actually, I think it was maybe 200 and something euros to get it um but this thing will hold 60 kilos so then i bought a big it's almost like a big body bag from amazon a big waterproof bag and that will go onto that can be strapped onto this um uh just hitch carrier um and then i'll put my tent in there so That's now i'm gonna free yeah. up i'd say almost a meter square and 20 kilos off the boot but i'm going to put that onto the that and say that we got some windbreakers earlier this year aldi had them or little had them and we got to grab them we'll put that kind of heavy big bulky stuff into that and take it away from the uh the car but that thing is it's you know it's extremely light you can lock it onto the hitch when you're going there's a little clamp lever locks it on yeah there is a key for it
1: and if i remember correctly you um you were interested or you took out one of the buckle wheel roof tents did
3: you or the trailers we yeah we back after you guys had david on um back in where was it february march months ago
1: yeah, yeah that's right
3: months ago i i heard about this and i was like i'm gonna look into this and i looked into it and i think within a week i had four nights booked for the start of july with david for this but my thinking was you know this could be the way forward for us because we don't have the money for a motorhome. Um, and, you know, they, they, okay, they're not cheap either. Um, but it was a good, you know, something to try. But also the fact that then we'd be a lot more self-sufficient on a campsite, uh, especially with COVID, that you'd only really need the showers. Like yeah. this thing had a had a it had a one-ring oven, a sink, a Dometic fridge, a little ov- uh, sorry one-ring hob, a sink, a little oven, and a Dometic fridge. Uh, in it so you know it was well stocked and um, so I thought we'd try and make ourselves a bit more um, self-sufficient for the campsites um but then I'd been searching for around for campsite once again with good facilities for the kids it was inland and you know claheen is even though it's in the middle of nowhere it's actually quite well located for lots of things to do so there's you know there's a fair bit there. And so, did you go
1: for the um the trailer with the with the roof tent as well? So you have two yeah. inside and two on top, is it?
3: Yeah, two in two two up and two down. Um, and So the the first night, for, I had one of the kids upstairs, and the tent is actually you know the only way to go on about normal tents like the van We have been blackout. This one was much better in the blackout level. Um, it was a very good tent. It was actually very spacious, and the. The tent was like the mattress in the tent was actually much more comfortable than the mattress in the um, in the trailer itself. The trailer was I'm six three, I was very cramped in the trailer, but the tent was uh, tent was actually very comfortable Plenty for sleeping. Of, yeah. um, the only problem is with the tent is we, when we're in Clahine, the, the 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 all the pitches for the the hard stands have great big uh, evergreen hedges around them but Because we we're elevated up five or six feet off the ground, the tent was you, you heard every bit of wind and you felt every bit of wind at night. I think yeah, one night yeah. it blew up a bit and you had that, but it was it was good. It just for where we we're at with two young kids, you always have to one has to go up and one has to go down, um, and yeah. there's no way you could leave them for having to run to the toilet, you know, at midnight dash or
1: would remember that, yeah,
3: yeah, all that, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, but like they're. They are fantastic and they're they they would sue maybe just a young couple um that have the time to get away because like David's saying he's selling them and he could be looking for, depending on the condition, between 10 to 12 for the ones he's had this, this year for rental. Now they're they're worth they're, you know, they're worth that, but you have to then get the the value out. Whereas I might have all up a thousand sewn up in different camping equipment, but it's only a thousand. But if I have ten thousand outside the door, then it's like, oh well, I can't get away because Thomas has got hurling, or he's got football this weekend, or the golf, or whatever it is that they're doing at the moment, you know. Yes. Um, yes. So it's a big outlay. They are. I see the value in them, um, and I see the value in the roof tent. I get like a four man roof tent there on top of a big hero camper, and like that. That was solar panels with stainless steel kitchen. It was the business, Um, but just where I'm at. I tried it. It's just not where I'm at at the moment. So it might be the next step. Wouldn't you have
1: to? would you start kind of going camping maybe more regularly? Uh, weekends is probably the uh, right investment. But for now, I think you seem to be indicating that the tent will will cover you
3: for now without a massive outlay. Yeah, it's that's the thing. It's you know it's it's the same as I suppose anything you have any gadget you buy you need to get your use hours um and the outlay just for for that kind of a thing it's the same with a caravan um, i'd say a caravan would sit outside our house uh, a lot more during the year than it would be off um, so the tent for us it's not a big outlay but it's the, you know you get to try all these things don't go don't go wading in and spending 10,000 on a caravan or 40,000 on a motorhome spend a thousand on you know a good tent and make sure you're comfortable in that and or not even you don't even have to go a thousand you go 500 easily and use the campers kitchens which we did in cora chase and and um and westport you know we use the other stuff we used yeah, and if
1: you're camping stuff. on campsites all the time you know as a family you, you would tend to do that like coming campsites you know a, a tent is perfectly sufficient and if you put your yeah. tent up properly it'll withstand I suppose a uh, ninety-nine out of a hundred bad days in Ireland, like you know what I mean. So it's uh, yeah. it's really good, and I think once you get the kids invested in it as well, um, oh, they they love the it. campers for life, you know.
3: Yeah, they love it. Um, they they love it, and it's you know that's that's what they like about it as well is they can go off and make friends. Um, whereas if you're in a hotel, it's you know you get talking to people that way. You don't get to you don't get to talk to people and sure everyone in the hotel has the same room. But like when we were in Claheen there, we had a lot of people overlooking because no one had seen the the buckled wheel teardrop trailer really. we had a lot yes, of people yes. looking. But then I'm looking at caravans and look talking to people that have motorhomes and what have you rented, guys doing van conversions. You know, you don't get that in a hotel. You don't know there's um, massive variety,
1: isn't there on the campsites? I love It's yeah. one of the things I love just walking around looking at uh, what everybody else has and we were down in Ardmore last night now for a, a one night trip and uh, again walking around seeing the different windbreakers and awnings and satellite dishes and solar panels and you know you uh, you,
3: walking around with a list of stuff to look up you know it, it, but that's the problem you see all these things and then you have to go and get the price of them and you go oh my god at times um like they're all the different tents, but we settled in that one because there's plenty of room, there's plenty of space. All right, it is an absolute massive tent when you go and you have to make campsites aware that you've got an oversized tent because, you know, what are they, six meters or something long? Um, and then you've got all the guy lines. You do need a big pitch, but, um, but then we've got the comfort. We're not cramped. You know, we're not going to be, we're not going to be caught, and we've got the, the bit of a gazebo kind of thing that you can put outside, um. So we've got the you know the space there to eat out.
1: Yeah, put your tables and chairs out. So yeah. I think it's, it's worthwhile telling them that as well. So when you arrive, they've got a big enough pitch reserve for you as well. You know, I know oh, yeah. some of the sites have got open pitches. You just grab a, a space and, and set up. But then there's other campsites where they've got very specific layouts for people. So it's definitely worth letting them know how big yeah. your tent is before you go. So it's a good little tip as well.
3: Yeah. So that, yeah, I definitely let them know because I know, say, Warren and Courage, we went on the you probably haven't camped there, but you been there probably in motor motorhome, but in the center area for the pitches where we went, there was big, big pitches enough to take our, you know, little gazebo, whatever it is, two by two or whatever, two meters by two meters. And then the tent. and we still had to walk around space around it and room to park the car at the front. So right. you put, you know, it's, then you go to Westport and Westport's a free fraud. Um, in, in where you get a space, you, you get a space where you get a space <laughs> and you could have the biggest tent in the world, but, you know, you're just you're just taking its pot, looking what you get.
1: You set up your windbreakers to mark out your territory.
3: <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. Well, yeah. There, but there's no lined up pitches from what I remember there. Maybe they've changed you now. That was two years ago.
1: And so, what's the what's ahead now for the rest of the
3: summer for yourselves, camping ways? Yes, I think. Uh, well, we've done the Buckled Wheels four nights in in Parsons Green, which is good. Um, Uh, We've done that. We're going back to Paris and Screen because with COVID, we didn't know what was going on. And the way from talking to Nora there when we booked it months ago, how they went on. I could see there that, you know, the staff were working very hard to keep everything clean, um, as clean as clean could be. And, you know, they're they're relying on people as well to clean up themselves. Um, We're going back there, but also the facilities there are great. And I'm waiting, I think the Ross Naman, the women's tour of Ireland is on in Kilkenny the second weekend in September. So I'm actually, I've already actually booked something with Brandon Hill. And
1: Tree Grove in Kilkenny is really good as well. It's right in there. Oh, yes,
3: yes, yes. Well, oh, yeah. Well, my, I had planned because I cycle, I was thinking to myself, I would try and take a Friday off and cycle down uh to Greg the Manor along the Barrow Way. You get on it oh, somewhere lovely, yeah. someplace in Kildare and you can follow. I know I, that's what my thoughts were. I'd cycle down and uh my wife would come along with the tent and we'd pitch up the tent, or if not, we just rent one of his um one of his pods and bring our bring our sleeping bags. if you quit that way and bring our sleeping bags. So look thanks for jumping
1: onto the 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 call with us Peter. Uh, I think it gives a great perspective for somebody maybe considering going You know, tenting like a a family kind of tenting holidays and how to start off. And, you know, uh, I think your best tip that you gave uh, was start off small, just get the bare essentials and work your way up. Then, as you said, to the uh, you've got the Odyssey 800, I think the Van Gogh tent. And if anyone's looked those up, they're uh,
0: they're they're class tents, they're, they're they're massive. I'll tell you the interesting thing I find about that interview. And now this just could be me, that he knew what a body bag looked like (laughs) because he was saying about the body bag. Oh, it's like a body bag. I'm going to put my tent in it and put it on the plate on the back of the car. It frightened me. I would not know a body bag if you hit me with it, Chris. That frightened me.
1: I just have visions from all the old cop shows on the the black bag with the zip on it. You know,
0: (laughs) at least now we know. But very good. So interesting. I, I love to hear stories of of how did you get into camping and that's great from the tent and then of course covid has put a stop to it but um good review there on the buckle twill as well i mean we've been offered one of them and i think at the end of the season yourself and myself will take one um
1: Definitely, and see yeah, see yeah. see how
0: it works out just for the crack
1: i'd love to take the car up now and put one of the rooftop tents oh, on it you? and and try
0: that now and you can maybe get the trailer we'll we, we go for a weekend and give it a try yeah, I think so. Right. That's room. But well done. Yeah, that was a good interview. Well done, Peter, and thank you for that. And again, ladies and gentle people, if you want to get in touch, we'll give you the details in a couple of seconds. We love your input like that because it does give us content. Right. Things to do while camping. These are little things that we suggest and we've been talking about. Was it last week we were mentioning the beach cleaning or just generally clean up the area? And I came across this when I was chatting to somebody online during the week about a totally different thing that we were talking about. I was talking about the camping etiquette and then somebody said well do you know what ours is leave it better than you found it I like that so when you pull up this is, I think this is more for wild camping but still on a campsite if there is a little bit of rubbish when you're picking up your rubbish pick up the little bit that isn't yours if you're picking so leave it better then you found it. I like that. Yeah. And the worst thing ever is if you arrive to a
1: site that's got some litter there already, when you drive away, in all likelihood, you know, yeah. you could get blamed for that. Like so it's, yeah. it's even just for the benefit of you and other campers, it's yeah. probably worthwhile just clearing up that area. And um, as you said,
0: leave it better than you found it. Yeah, so that is our little things to do while camping this week That kind of wraps up, it's been a pretty busy podcast Because of your input, ladies and gentlemen And of course to do that, we love to get your suggestions on campsites or products Or if you'd like to review a campsite or a product audio We will tell you how you can get in touch with us And of course you can do a true campsite review If you want stickers for your camper van, your car, your motorhome, your caravan Send us your name, address and your postcode We'll get them to the post to you free And they always will be free And then of course if you want to get in touch Chris will give you the contact details else yeah our web page is
1: thecampingcrew.ie. crew.ie on email you'll find us at camping crew podcast at gmail.com on twitter we're at the camping crew on instagram we're at the camping crew podcast you'll find us in all the good motorhome and camping groups on facebook a forum wise you'll
0: find us on motorhomecrack.com or boards.ie and of course campsitereview.com. There is lots of information on that, but the forum is free and always will be. And then every Friday, a campsite review video, youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog. Isn't there a way if they log on to anchor.fm that they can actually record a message
1: as well? That's it. Yeah, if you go to anchor. FM and you search for the Camping Crew podcast there's a facility there on the webpage on your computer or your smartphone where you can actually record uh, messages directly onto our system and a couple of people have
0: done that for us already and don't worry about making oohs and ahs and mistakes because we do it all the time and the thing is we edit it tidy it up shorten it down so just ramble off give us what you want to give us and we would love to hear from you like we did with Peter and like we did with Con that is it camping season is well and truly on the way if you come across us on a campsite or in air please do call over say hi from me ER Aaron virtual stay safe and for me Chris Bourne goodbye and uh, we hope you're enjoying the podcast if you are please subscribe and tell your camping friends all about us well that's it for another podcast from the camping crew thanks for listening and do join us again very soon safe camping